Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. I just, I want to read quickly about Pentecost Sunday. Pastor Joel already alluded to that. It was many years ago, 1,990 years ago, that we had an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and the church began powerfully with that outpouring. And Jesus, just before he ascended to heaven, and he was assembled with them, and this command is not just for then, it is for now. It's not optional, but it is a command. And so, oh, sorry, Julie, yeah, you're, you're just letting me know. It's uh, children, you're dismissed. Sorry. Up to grade six. Sorry. It's been a long, it's been a long week. Oh, my goodness. Yesterday, yesterday morning, I was up at four o'clock in the morning, and I thought, okay, I, I, oh, that's all right. That's good. I, I can still, still time to fall asleep, and uh, didn't. And so, didn't get home last night. It was like 1230 last night, and uh, um, so I didn't get to bed till like one o'clock, and it was like, oh my goodness. I got, I have a, a title for a message, uh, and that's all I have, Lord speak to me. And so he spoke to me this morning. I thought, okay, I have to sleep a little bit longer, but he spoke to me at uh, around 7.20. It came very suddenly, and uh, thank God for that. Thank God for his spirit. But yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> This, this, this aspect of what the Father has for us. God is, the Lord Jesus is saying, don't see it as an optional thing, but see it as a command that I give you. And, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them, he commanded them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. It was critical to the beginning of the church. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him again, or they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. The, the political things, all the things, God is overseeing everything, even wicked rulers and po uh, politics and whatever. He's overseeing every single aspect, and even those that are deliberately opposed to him. God is God. God is God. He is above all. Jesus Christ is sovereign. He is sovereign. He says, that is not should not be our focus. And I'm just not saying that we can't be involved politically. And I thank God for Christian uh, members of parliament and provincial parliament and uh, these different leaders. We pray for them. We pray for you. But our main focus is to receive, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. And in all Judea, which is surrounded Jerusalem, 
and beyond the surrounding area, Samaria, and beyond that to the end of the earth. And this word end has to do with not just geographically, because we're, we're way, we're a, a good chunk of distance away from Israel. But it also has to do with the chronological aspect of time to the end of time as we know it. Right now, we are living in a dispensation or era of grace where the grace of God is available to us. And I want to say to all of you, there is a moment coming when the trumpets will sound and Jesus is coming back for all those that are followers of him. This morning, if you are not right with the Lord, there will be an opportunity to get right with the Lord. It's critical. I don't know, and I know some, some would say, Lord, don't come yet. I'm with you, John. Don't come yet. I, there's too much work to do. There are too many people that we know, that we love, that still need to come to Jesus. And that's what I would say, Lord, let us do the work that we need to do. That's why the, the power of the Holy Spirit is upon us and would be upon us and desires to be upon us. Lord, let me have your power in my life. Not just within me, contained within this vessel. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The moment you give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit fills you. But it needs to be beyond that there would be an overflow. That I would be obedient. And when the day of Pentecost had come, fully come, 1,990 years ago, if it was AD 33, and I know some would say, well, maybe it was a little bit earlier, but anyways, when that day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. The Pentecost, Pentecost was a yearly. In fact, in Israel, the Jews are celebrating Pentecost, the end of the festival of weeks, Seven weeks, and then the 50th day after the Passover. These are still recognized to this day by the Jews. They recognize these days, these, these holidays that you can read of in Exodus and Leviticus. They were put into place. And so here is, it was the beginning of the taking in of the harvest. The grain, and that, that was part of the festival, was that they would have uh, the a waving of the grain, that, the, the first grain that was harvested, and they would wave it as part of the festival, and there were sacrifices made. There were sacrifices that, that went with it. Bull, bulls and, and, and a, a ram, I believe goats as well, were sacrificed on that day. Now, today, they're not allowed to do those things in Israel, but they recognize Pentecost. They don't recognize, the Jews don't recognize Jesus as Messiah. They're still waiting for the Messiah. They don't recognize that the one that they crucified was the Messiah. But it was on that day, almost 2,000 years ago, that the Holy Spirit fell and the church exploded. And to this day. Today, I just, I want to talk uh, or entitle this message, uh, 3,000. 3,000, a number. 
So we've been doing this series, Lord of the Harvest. If you've not caught that series, check it out online. It's all there, YouTube or our, our website, Lighthouse Niagara. Check it out. And you, the whole series, it's a longer series. We've been doing Sundays and Wednesdays since we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. Lord of the Harvest 3000. What do you want to do in me, Lord? What do you want to do in me? What are the changes that are necessary in my life? Lord, where do I have to, to make adjustments in who I am? Does the Lord know who you are? Absolutely. Does he know everything about you? Yes. Does he know even the secret things? Yeah. He knows everything, and he loves you. He loves you very much. Lord, not just what you want to do in me, but Lord, what is it that you want to do through me? What do you want to do through me so that you would be glorified? Yes, Lord, I desire to glorify you and who I am. I pray that that's your heart and desire. Lord Jesus, that you would be glorified. You were the one that gave yourself for me. You were the one that died for me. You are the one that forgave me. Even as I confessed, I'm a sinner. You died for me. All my sins, all the consequences of my sins put upon yourself. And you died for me so that I could have life. And you rose again. And you desire to come into my life to save me from my sins and to make be Lord in my life. Let it be that we would have abundance, a, a life that is flourishing now, a life that is fruitful now, a life that brings glory to Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples or those that were there at that time, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily. Remember what I did for you on the cross daily. That's taking up your cross daily. It's just a reminder and a remembrance and a recognition. Lord, thank you so much. In you, I have forgiveness. I am right standing with the Father because of what you did for me 2,000 years ago. And follow me. Follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. This thing of losing my life, Lord, I've just totally surrendered to you. Have your way in my life. And now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let it be. The moment you give your life to Jesus, there is a power, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into you. And he, we are able, in fact, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think. And I see that happening in so many of you. Recognizing, yeah, we are weak. We are flawed. It doesn't matter who you are. We all have weaknesses, don't we? As we examine ourselves, it's like, I can't do this. There's no way that I can do this. 
And yet the Lord is saying, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think. That we would not limit the Holy Spirit within us. That we would not limit what he desires to do, not just on us, but through us, that Jesus Christ would be glorified. As Jesus Christ is glorified, there is a drawing of others to Jesus. Do you know that when we personally glorify Jesus in our lives, and I'm not talking on a Sunday morning only, but I'm talking on every moment of every day, and our life is, Lord, I want to bring you glory. The way that I am with my spouse, the way that I am with my children, the way that I am with my, my loved ones, my relatives, my friends, my neighbors, my co-workers, the stranger, the way that I am, that it would bring you glory. And as that is the case, people will be drawn to Jesus. Jesus said, if I'm lifted up as we glorify him, I will draw all men to myself. Praise God. As we look at a very main character in the Gospels and also in the book of Acts, we recognize Peter, one of the disciples of Jesus, one of the first of the disciples that was called to follow Jesus. If anybody, this, I'll tell you, I am not Peter. I, you know what? I know I stand before you, but most of you recognize, yeah, after conversation or whatever, I'm, I'm a fairly quiet guy. That's, I am not Peter. Peter is a go-getter. He's ambitious and confident. He was very close to Jesus. He's one of the closest of all the disciples. In fact, Jesus even recognizes, and he would call Peter on special occasions along with John and James, who also were very close to Jesus. And the three of them would go and pray. And Jesus would call them because they chose to be that close to Jesus. But you know, those positive traits that Peter had, man, this guy was impulsive. He was, in this confidence, very bold and, and at times reckless and fearless. Yeah, Peter is the one that, that cut off a man's ear just in the garden as they came for, for Jesus. And so Peter's going to defend, and he draws out a sword, and he whacks off this man's ear. It's right off, like right off. It's laying in the ground or wherever it was. Can you imagine? And Jesus had to put it back on, instant healing, literally. This was, this was Peter, this, this fearless man. And even as he, before he did this, Jesus said to him, he says, not Peter, Peter, but he says, Simon, Simon, his, his name, that Jesus would call him Peter, Little Rock. Little rock. But he says, Simon, Simon, 
Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. This is just a few hours before Jesus would be interrogated and judged and condemned and sent to the cross. But I have prayed for you that your faith shall not, fall, shall not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But Peter said to him, Simon said to him, he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. I'm ready to go to prison and to death. Jesus said to him, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you even know me. You know what? Yeah, probably we would have done the same thing in the light of, of the times and the, the oftentimes we would deny Jesus. When it came down to it, he did deny Jesus. And we have to recognize that we're just not strong enough on our own. We're not strong enough. Who are you? What traits do you have? What are your strengths? What are those positive things in your life? You say, I know my strengths. I know what I can do. This is what I can do. We don't want to look at ourselves and, and examine and, and, or even share what our weaknesses are. And I recognize that I'm flawed. I recognize that I'm faulted. You spend any length of time with me, you, you make your evaluations of me as well. I haven't arrived yet. I'm weak. Lord, I need you desperately. Lord, I need you desperately. Lord, anything you have to give to me, I need it. I want it. I, I have to have it. Lord, you are commanding. We should be not just having the spirit within us, that there would be an overflow of the Spirit of God in our lives. Not for our, for our sake, but for the sake of the people around us. Lord, let there be an overflow of the Holy Spirit in my life. I need you. Even as Peter would say, I'll never leave you. You can count on me. I'll go to prison with you. I will die for you. I'll be there for you. This is what I'll do for you. Jesus says, Simon, you're going to deny me three times. Even before the, the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. I'm praying for you. When you get through this, strengthen others. I'll tell you, Oftentimes, when someone would let us down, it would be like, that, I'm done. 
I'm done. I've had enough. I've had enough. Jesus saying, when you get through this time, then we, that we be, would be full of grace and truth like Jesus. Jesus didn't beat around the bush. bush. There was truth there. And he shared the truth. But the grace of God that says, you know what? When you get through this, you will be able to help others. My grace is sufficient for you, writes Paul. The word of the Lord to, to us, as even as Paul said, man, I'm going through a hard time. And Jesus said to Paul, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. That word is to us as well. And Paul says, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast of my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I need the power of Christ to rest upon me. I need the power of the Holy Spirit to rest upon me. I need his power. And Paul writes, therefore, I take pleasure in, in infirmities. An infirmity is is. Even the things that, that would come to us in, in our weaknesses and, our, and the things of perhaps even sickness and disease, I take pleasure in, in infirmities. Not to say that I, I, I'm accepting these things as in they're of God. In reproaches, when people would come against me. In needs. The needs that I have in persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Lord, I'm going to depend on you. In everything, I will depend on you. I need your power, the power of Christ, to rest upon me. The Lord has given you, as a believer, the moment you gave your life to Jesus, I've, I've mentioned this many times over the course of this year already. Two things. He's given you, it says here in 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, he says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. We need to minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God is giving, we may, we don't deserve these things, but God is saying, oh man, I'm giving it to you. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God, even as we would minister to others. Let us speak as what the Lord, we hear from the Lord. An oracle of God is one that hears from God and says, I'm going to speak what the Lord has given to me to minister to someone else. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. So the Lord gives us to be oracles of God. So he wants to speak to you, Lord, I want to be still before you. What are you saying to me? And maybe it's regarding others. What do I, Lord, what would you have for me to speak, to minister to somebody else? It says, if anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies. Once again, the power of the spirit of God in our life to minister to others. Sometimes it's not, it's not a word, but it's an act of ministry to somebody else. If, you give you, if, if you've given your life to Jesus, these are things automatically that, that you have received and the Lord wants to do in and through you. So not just working on you, but working through you to minister to others. 
that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, once again, that Jesus Christ would be glorified, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is a, this is a prayer of, of Peter by the Holy Spirit. He was inspired to write this down for our sake 2,000 years later, the one that denied Jesus three times. You know what? I like the fact that Jesus, once again, I mentioned, full of grace and truth, doesn't beat around the bush. And there was a breakfast that took place on a beach 2,000 years ago after this situation with Peter. Jesus had already died, and he had risen from the dead. And this is before he left and ascended to heaven. There was 40 days. And this is one of the things during that 40 days that are mentioned. So after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in, in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, uh, that would be James and John, and two others of his disciples were together. So there's a, a, the most of the, the, those original uh, 12 or 11 at this point were there. And Simon Peter said to them, hey, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we're going with you too. It was like, let's do this. For those that are fishermen, you're like, man, uh, I'm not a fisherman. Uh, I'm not into going out at 5 o'clock in the morning to fish. But they were all in. Let's do it. They went out and immediately got into the boat. And they, that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. So he's yelling, hey, guys, you catch anything? Anything for, anything for breakfast? And he said, they said, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. So they didn't recognize at first. And then the one that loved Jesus, John, says, it's Jesus. It's the Lord. Now, here's that impulsive guy. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he had removed it. So he was down to, man, it's hot. I guess, on the, on the waters, and uh, just had his bathing suit on. And so he put on his garments again, and, and, and he plunged into the sea. Not sure why he did that, but he did. Uh, but the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. And as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish, fish which you have just caught. And Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to, to land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Like we're talking, uh, yeah, a lot of fish. They, they were counting them. Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Knowing it was the Lord. They're saying, hey, so this was one of the early times 
after Jesus had risen from the dead. It was very early after he'd risen from the dead. So there was like, it's you. Jesus is you. They did not dare ask. It's like, there's an excitement there. Knowing that it was the Lord, Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. Now, this is the, the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So it was very early on after he'd been raised from the dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, and this is where the Lord desires for us to be real with him, especially with the, the flaws and the faults as we recognize our flaws and faults. And he said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Do you, do you love me more than your buddies here? And he said to him, Peter, Simon says to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to Peter, to Simon Peter, tend my sheep. I'm entrusting you, not just with feeding the lambs, but I want you to tend my sheep. I want you to watch over the flock. I want you, I'm entrusting you. Now, this is a guy that had denied Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, would you be that gracious? To say, I'm going to entrust somebody that just denied me. Like, I, I don't even exist. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know you. And now you're entrusting that person with, like, we're talking major responsibility. Be like, hey, I, I, Peter, you know what? You let me down. So you're going to have to go through a very long process before I entrust you with anything. And I just want to say to you, some of you, you recognize your flaws and faults. In fact, maybe there was something that happened between you and the Lord, and you just say, I, I don't know if the Lord will ever forgive me. Maybe it's something that no one else knows or something that's going on in your life, and you're saying, can God, can you really use me? Maybe you've been distant. Maybe there's, what, for whatever reason, God, would you entrust me with anything? Maybe you, 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 you didn't follow through. Maybe you were, uh, you let the Lord down. You really let the Lord down. I'm saying to you, the Lord desires for the will of God to be in your life, even if you've slipped and fallen, even if you've been distant from God, even if you've been far from him. God is saying, hey, I've got something for you. The Lord God is way more gracious than we are as human beings. And his heart is, definitely, I've got something for you. I want you to fulfill the task that I have for you with the time that you are here on this earth. Right until I take you home, I've got some things for you to do. Even if you've messed up. A third time. He says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him a third time, do you love me? Lord, 
And he says to him, Lord, you know all things. You know all things, Lord, and you know that I love you. And probably at this time, he is this man that was so confident and so cocky and so arrogant at times and so impulsive and whatever. I'm sure that he was weeping too. Lord, you know I love you. This thing of, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Jesus, that I denied you. And I thank God for the, the reality of Jesus Christ to come to us, not to reject us, not to, to throw us out and say, you're done, but to come to us and say, hey, I have something for you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. Man, Jesus had Peter pegged too. It's like, I know your strength, Peter. I know who you are, and you, you do what you want to do. Whatever you wish, you go for it, and you get it done. But when you are old, when you get old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. When you get older. I'll tell you, sometimes, yeah, our strength begins to fail and fade. And the Lord is still saying, I'm going to use you. I work on you. My strength will be there for you. This he, he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God, even in his death. They say that Peter, says, historians would say that he was crucified. Peter was crucified. And he says, I, I don't want to be crucified the way Jesus was. Historians say, we don't, we don't see this in Scripture, but they say that he was crucified upside down. He said to him, to Peter, even with all of this, he says, follow me. Follow me. Jesus loves you. Before you knew him, he knew you, and he loved you. Even while we might have been apart from him, doing our own thing, and, and even opposed to him, deliberately opposed to him, Jesus loved you, and he died for you. And Jesus is calling you. Jesus has chosen you. And Jesus desires to change your life. He desires to change your future. He des desires that your eternity would be with him. And even if you're here this morning, you feel like, you know what, I'm in the darkest of places and I feel like he's so far away from him. And, or maybe you have moved far from him and are apart from him. He wants to take you out of darkness and put you into his marvelous light that you would walk in light always. Hallelujah. His strength is made perfect in weakness. As we're real with Jesus, this is who I, I, I am. Lord, with all my flaws and faults, Jesus is saying, I know who you are. Trust in me. Follow me. The Holy Spirit will help you through every single situation this is what I have for you. The power of the Holy Spirit that it may rest upon you, that you would be all 
that you can be in his strength, in his strength to follow Jesus. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has a plan for you to do a work in the power of the Holy Spirit. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let them be fulfilled in our life. Before time began, God knew you would exist. And he says, this is what I have for Dave. This is what I have for every single one of you. <clears throat> that we would walk in them, that, that it would be fulfilled. Hallelujah. <clears throat> the last two weeks, and I, I want to just thank all of you for fasting and praying over the course of the last two weeks. Two weeks ago, there was a consecrating of, of all those that were in attendance here and all those that would hear online and whatnot. There was a consecration to fast, to come before the Lord. Over the course of the last two weeks, you fasted and you prayed. There was a weeping between the porch and the altar. According to Joel chapter 2, that we would weep between the porch and the altar. And there was a weeping that took place. There was prayer that went up almost every single day here at different points. And as we prayed yesterday, <clears throat> or as we would pr prayed f even for yesterday, for man up, I don't know exactly how many guys came out yesterday. Not sure. 150, 175 guys came, I would think. There was a move of God in that place. I would say there was, I don't know, 20, 25 guys that stepped forward for salvation to get saved yesterday. Yes. says he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. There was a, a, a praying that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we say, well, you know what, unless it's manifest, you know, like it was in, in Acts chapter 2, you know, that, that outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for people to get saved. There were 20, 25 guys that got saved yesterday. I spoke to, to, to one after the service, and he says, I said, so is, is this you just rededicating your life to Jesus? He says, no. Today, officially, and there was Buck, the, uh, Buck Rogers, the bass player, his friend that had been ministering to him for a long time, and he works, I guess they work together. And says, Bob says, no, today is the first day. Officially, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I just, I thank God for this, this declaration. And it, it was like, oh, great. We don't have enough pamphlets to give to all the guys. Because I think we had made up 25 of them. I don't know if there's any left. But it was like, we need to give them some information. Every one of them got a Bible. And there was, there was a move when the, the Holy Spirit is poured out. So this, let me just say this. Yesterday, the Holy Spirit was poured out. I did not expect 
from a, a smaller group of men, 175 guys, that 25 guys would come forward for salvation. And they came immediately after the, the call was given. They came. We weren't expecting it. We didn't have enough pens up front. So, well, there's not going to be that many guys. Man, do we doubt the Lord. And I thank God, even after the message and there was a call given, a testimony of, of the power of the Holy Spirit, there was about 30 or 40 guys that came forward. Fill me. I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want the power of the Holy Spirit. I thought, well, will anybody come forward? The quarter, I would say almost a quarter of the guys that were there came forward and said, hey, we want the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. The service didn't, didn't end till like, I think it was around 10 o'clock when it ended. Started at just shortly after 7. I didn't get away from there. Like, the food also. Like, there was a fellowship. Guys could have just eaten, run. They were fellowshipping there. And, like, it was amazing. Like, God, there was just a, a desire to be together. I just say, thank you, Lord, for an outpouring of your spirit. See, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit in your life, the things that can happen. And so, Jesus, as he ascended, and he was on the right hand of the Father, and he says, the Father says to, to his son, okay, the Holy Spirit is being poured, is going to be poured out now. They had been waiting for 10 days from the time that Jesus left to the time that he would come or the, uh, the Holy Spirit would come. They didn't know when, when the Holy Spirit would come, but they're saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to grab a hold of this. We're gonna, we need the Holy Spirit. 120 of them waiting, and the Holy Spirit fell. And they were filled with the Spirit. And it began, it says... As they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Another language. And some, when this happened, it says that the people came running because they were wondering, like, what is going on? What is this noise? What, what, we're hearing people speak in our own language. We know they're Galileans, and we're hearing them speak in our own language, and they're declaring the marvelous works and the goodness of God in our own language, in, in the language that we speak. And it lists almost 20 different groupings of people that were there on that particular day. And they're saying, we hear them speaking of the wondrous and marvelous works of Jesus Christ. It was about being a witness, the power of the Holy Spirit. It's no longer about us. It is about other people. And you say, well, what's going to happen? So, so Peter, in the power of the Holy Spirit, 50 days before, he had denied Jesus three times, and now he's saying, hey, you crucified Jesus. He didn't beat around the bush. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? These were people that were there. Crucify him, crucify him. 
Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, even if it's, as you believe, the Holy Spirit poured into your, your vessel, your body, full, the Holy Spirit within you. Now, let me just say this. The Holy Spirit is flowing out. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the, the rivers of living water are flowing from Peter as he is preaching, and he's not beating around the bush. He's preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. You crucified him. And he's saying, but the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord or God will call, to save and have the Holy Spirit seal them and them being the temple of the Holy Spirit and also for that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. I'll tell you, it was perverse then, it's perverse now. Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. What does the Lord desire to do through you? 3,000 were added. The next chapter, Peter again speaks in the power of the Holy Spirit. Silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I give to you. Grab this lame man who had been lame for years, most all of his life. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up. Grabbed him, lifted him up. This guy that couldn't walk is now walking and leaping and praising God. Another 5,000 men. It says men alone. There might have been women and children there as well. In two times that Peter spoke, there was at least 8,000 people that were added to the church at that time because of the power of the Holy Spirit upon Peter, just like it can be on us, and him preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. We need to preach that. It's all about the fact that we can be in right standing with God and have life eternal with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here we are 2,000 years later. What strengths do you have? What weaknesses do you have? Regardless your strengths and your weaknesses, Jesus loves you. Can we stand together? Can we stand? I want to give an invitation. Is there anybody here to, this morning that... Maybe you're not where you're supposed to be. Maybe you're, you're recognizing your weaknesses. Maybe you're recognizing your distance from the Lord. I want to give an opportunity for you to get things right with Jesus. To say, Lord, yeah, I confess my sins. I've been apart from you. I need to come back to you. If that's you... I want you just to confess to the Lord, even now, that you would just confess, Jesus, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against you. I've, I'm distant from you. I'm coming back to you. 
If you're here this morning and you say, hey, I've never, I don't know Jesus. I've, I've heard of him, but I don't, didn't really know that I should give him my life. That I should not just give him my life. I should ask him to come into my life. That you would do that. If you're in that place, Jesus, I confess and I believe that you died for me on the cross. You took all my sins upon yourself. You died for me. You were buried and you rose again. I believe it. You're not dead. You're not in the grave. I believe that, that you love me so much that you would do this for me. I believe it. At this time that you would confess Jesus and what he did for you on the cross, Jesus Christ and him crucified for you. I can't believe you would do that for me. I'm confessing that now in Jesus' name. That you would ask Jesus, not just this confession of what he did for you, but you would allow him into your life. Jesus, come into my life. Lord, not my will, your will be done. God, your will be done in my life. I want to glorify you. This morning, listen. Without Jesus, we are a part. We will be a part. If you die without Jesus, you will be apart from him for all eternity. And Jesus is saying, I don't want you to be apart from me. I want you to be with me. We need Jesus in our life. It says, it is appointed unto man to die and then the judgment. But the Lord is saying, man, do I have so much for you in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, for each one that is in that place, whether they've been distant from you and are returning right now, Lord, even as they have confessed, Lord, I'm, 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 I was apart from you, or even as they would come to you, Lord, I just pray that you would fill them. You would fill them with your spirit as they receive you, as they acknowledge your death and your resurrection. As they acknowledge and they would invite you into their life, you will not kick down the door, but you are definitely knocking on the door and saying, let me come in, open up. I'm knocking, I'm calling you. I have so many things for you. Your weaknesses are not an issue. My strength is made perfect in weakness. You would let him in. Lord, even now, there would be a receiving of you into lives. And Lord, that your love would just be poured out into them by your spirit. They would know, Jesus, that you love them so much. And Lord, I pray also at this time that there would be the power of the Holy Spirit in each and every life. The power to overflow. Lord, not just within that as they receive. They're receiving G uh, the Holy Spirit but that there would be this baptism in the Holy Spirit with an overflow. Lord, that they would move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, even as there was an outpouring yesterday, I believe there's an outpouring going on right now in this place. There is an outpouring going on right now in this place, and those that are willing and those that are open will receive 
that overflow of the Holy Spirit in their life, rivers of living water flowing from me to bring life wherever it goes to every single person it touches because I am going to preach or speak Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. I'm going to tell others boldly in the power of the Holy Spirit and, Lord, that others will come. Lord, even from this day forth, even as your Spirit is being poured out, Lord, even as those are, are vessels here that are open and willing, that there is an overflow of your spirit, and, and not just an overflow, we will move in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that there will be a shaking in our lives. There will be a shaking in other people's lives as, as the power of God begins to flow from us, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let it be, Lord God, that there will be many that will come to you, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, a million, Lord, before your return. Lord, even, Lord, there will be hundreds of millions. Lord, I would pray, Lord, even the billions yet before you come back, Lord, around this globe, that there will be many will come before, will come to you yet before you come back. Lord, we are living in dark days, but I thank you, Lord, that the light of who you are within us shines brightly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We will be a light in the darkness, Lord. And Lord, that people will be drawn to us as they see the light and say, what is that light? They will see you, Jesus, and we will speak of you in the boldness of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to bring life to them, Lord. Because it's no longer just about us and the power that we have for ourselves. But, Lord, it's the power for others to know you, Jesus. Let it be. Let it be in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for what you have done just in the last few weeks. And, Lord, even as we have fasted and prayed, Lord... The, the, the next part of it is the blessing of the Lord and you are already blessing with lives being saved. Lord, the other part is there to be that outpouring again for the sake of there to be a mighty harvest yet before you return because that's your heart, that none should perish, that all should come to repentance. That's your heart. And so, Lord, we are in agreement. We are in agreement with your heart. Lord, that your heart would be within us in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shahora siba katoria, lira satura ba santalala ba kotea, re siba ra sondora ba kasiandara. Jesus, that you would be glorified in our lives, that your strength will be made perfect in our weakness. There will be nothing that can stand against us. The gates of hell will not prevail because you are mighty. You are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. You are our Lord. And we will operate in the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Lord, right now, you are filling right now. In Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let your spirit fall upon us. Lord, let your spirit flow through us. Wherever it flows, that river brings life. Lord, we will declare Jesus Christ and him crucified to our neighbors, to our friends, to our family, to our relatives. Lord, to the stranger. And Lord, that life will come as we share, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the harvest. We thank you for what you are doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord praise and glory. He is King. He is Lord. He is the Lamb of God slain for us. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Lord, that we would be surrendered. That we would be surrendered. That the enemy would know we are coming in the power of the Almighty God, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to be seated. I, I want to, let me just share what happened during, during this time of fasting. During this time of fasting, there's, uh, well, a number of you have signed up to intercede and to pray. You have signed up to intercede and pray as different needs come in. And even as the Lord would prompt you. We had about 20 or so people that pray regularly. 20, 25. Between the men and the women. You determine on, on Friday night. Is the, I don't know if Emma's here this morning or not, but Sunday school. So Emma is, is uh, what, 23? Lord has put it on her heart to gather that women would walk worthy. And so every month there's been a, a gathering of, of women. I want you to come. There was nine women here on Friday night to intercede. When you hear that it's time to pray, women, come. It's happening once a month. There are close to 40 women, 40 women that are signed up to intercede. There are about 30 guys, just over 30 guys that have signed up to intercede. We have 70 plus that are willing to, to begin to, to pray and intercede for you. The needs come in. And so I want to I wanna call on all the, the team leaders that I've, uh, I've called on over the course. And I recognize some may not be here, but if I can just pull up the names here quickly. Uh, we're not a large church. We don't need to be a large church. There was 120 2,000 years ago. And the Lord moved by his spirit. If I could call Sharon, Monica, Samantha, Lauren, and Sherry is away. Can I have you, the four of you come? Can you stand on the stage here? If I can call on Clarence. I don't know if Clarence is not here this morning. Anil, Andrew. Jerry's not here. Carl and John Raja, can you come? Can you stand on the, on the stage here? And we're going to set them forth for ministry as team leaders. These are team leaders. We're going to have, there's uh, 11 team leaders. 11 team leaders. And we as a church will set them forth for ministry. We will be in agreement with them. And the 70, if you want to be added to that list, let me know. I, I think the list has been taken down. I should have kept it up. It would be great to have every single person say, I can't really pray. You know what? Even if it's just agreement to say, hey, 
I'm in agreement. The, the, the need is there. Jesus, take care of this need. As simple as that. Take care of this need. Men, women. The women will have teams of women with them. So we're going to start off with six or seven per team. And as that team may grow, once we get to like a dozen or so, we'll split and get another team leader, and we'll split that team. And maybe team leaders, watch who's really on board with agreement and prayer. Okay? Let me, this is from Jerry. This is what Jerry and others of the team leaders, you guys are encouraging me. You, you guys, you encourage me, brother. You encourage me. You encourage me. You, you encourage me. Say, yes, I want to take part in this. You guys are encouraging me You encur that we would encourage one another. We would pray for one another at this time. We'd be in agreement. So we're going to set them forth right now. But I want to read something, and I hope I can pull it up really quick. This is, uh, this is from Jerry, who's not here. They're on vacation. I love vacation. They're in Arkansas. And so I, it's like, yeah, Sherry and Jerry. And both of them are team leaders. But this is what he sent me yesterday. Today is the day. It's Pentecost Saturday, a special day in the year to remember and celebrate the power of prayer. 2,000 years ago, 120 Believers gathered to pray, and they went out into the world to spread the gospel with power and conviction. Today, there are 120 million believers around the world praying together for God's will to be done on earth. One million times more than there was 2,000 years ago. One million times more from 120 to 100, I'm, I'm sure, I know, there's 120 million believers today on Pentecost Sunday saying, God, pour out your spirit by far. I bet there's 120 million just in China alone that are saying, pour out your spirit. So today there are 120 million believers around the world praying together for God's will to be done on earth. Pray today and then go out into your world and share the good news that only you can share, you can reach. The world that you can reach, I can't reach. They're your circles, the connections you have that I don't have. We have a unique opportunity to make a difference in the world we live in. Together with the power of Jesus Christ that works through us, we can save lives and bring about meaningful change. Let's agree and stand together and be the light that guides others out of darkness. Through our faith, prayers, and love for others, we can bring hope and healing to those who need it most. Let's work together and make sure that no one is left behind. With God's help, we can do what many deem impossible and make the world a better place for everyone. Before the Lord comes back, they will be ready. They will be ready. This is from our brother Jerry. I say thank you, Lord. So if I could have you just stand, extend a hand of agreement and of anointing, I'll tell you, I know. Satan is so upset. I know because he's attacking. He's been attacking me for, for months now. And, and it continued yesterday. And it's like, I don't care. The, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Never. Never. And we are blowing down the gates of hell. Why? What are they holding? 
They're holding souls, and we're going to see souls saved. Hallelujah. And Lord, so right now, as a church body, Lord, as we are in agreement, Lord, I pray for the anointing of your spirit upon these leaders. Lord, I pray discernment. They would be able to see things. Lord, things that, that even as the needs may come in, Lord, that there would be a word of knowledge, there would be a word of wisdom, that there would be faith to believe for mountains to be removed, that there would be prophetic words to say, this is what the Lord says. Pastor, or even as these team leaders would say, hey, tell this person, there's so many needs that are coming in from outside. This is what the Lord would say, thus saith the Lord. Lord, that there would be, Lord, a working the gifts of healings, even as they pray, even as we pray, that there will be healing take place. Even with being distant from those individuals, even if they're on the other side of the globe, that there will be answers to prayer. Lord, you said if we humble ourselves as your children, we humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. And Lord, that we've been doing that even in these last two weeks as we consecrated this time of fasting and repentance and reaping between the porch and the altar. <clears throat> Lord, you said that your ears would be attentive to the prayers made and the place because we recognize the ultimate sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross for us. And we recognize and we acknowledge it. And at this time, <clears throat> Lord God, you said that you will hear from heaven you will forgive our sins, and you will heal our land. And Lord, our land needs healing desperately. And so, Lord, we are in agreement. Lord, as, as, as there's a team, Lord, of 70-plus of individuals that are saying, we will pray, we will intercede, we will do battle in the spiritual realm against the enemy. We will be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And when the battles are done, we are still standing because we have the victory in Jesus' name. <coughs> Hallelujah. So, Lord, we set these individuals here forth for ministry. And Jerry, Lord, and Sherry, and Clarence, all of them, we set them forth for the ministry that you've called them to. Lord, we cover them with your precious blood, that your angels would watch over them, a hedge of protection around them. And Lord, in the face of the worst battle, that they will stand behind the shield of faith above all. Their faith in you, Jesus, and what you did for them on the cross. And Lord, that they will take the sword of the Spirit and, Lord, with their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of, of, of peace, Lord, that they will move forward, their, their head covered in the hel with the helmet of salvation. Lord, the salvation comes in you, their breast covered with the breastplate of righteousness, Lord, because our righteousness is, is in you <coughs> with the truth of uh, the belt of truth around us, who you are, Jesus, you are our armor, and we will move forward powerfully, without any regard for the enemy, not in fear, but moving forward in power, overcoming the enemy for the sake of the, those that are trapped and caught in the lies of Satan and the darkness of this world, Lord, and they will be set free 
as we move forward, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this mighty, powerful battalion that we have, this army that we have here. It is mighty through God. Lord, the weapons that we use are not carnal. They're not of man, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And every high thing that would exalt itself against God and come above God, Lord, to tear it down, <coughs> to cast it down in every imagination, every argument that a person may have, we can cast down imaginations and arguments. And Lord, every thought that is not in obedience to you, to take it captive. Lord, even in other people's minds where the enemy has planted things that are of lies, Lord, that we can take those thoughts that are not in obedience to you, Lord Jesus, we can take them captive in Jesus' name. Lord, there will be a powerful work. I pray that there will be an ease. There will be an ease of salvation because of the powerful prayer force that is there doing battle in the spiritual realm, clearing the road, clearing the way. And Lord, that we would be able to reap a mighty harvest because you are Lord of the harvest. And we say, yes, Lord, we will be used in your harvest to bring in the harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can everyone say amen? Amen. 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 Hey, Lighthouse family. Thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.